death of Kanos, Lithuania. June 26, 1941. Operation Barbarossa, the German assault on the Soviet Union, had started a few days earlier. In many places, the German army had met with success, either routing or destroying the Red Army whenever encountered. The Germans were able to employ superior tactical expertise, as well as a concentration of forces almost everywhere so as to advance quickly. This led to a surprisingly large amount of destroyed or captured enemy troops and material. The Red Army, though brave, in most cases simply did not have the experience or the material to withstand this onslaught. Occasionally, however, the Russians could match the Germans, and then the fighting was brutal and harsh, a taste of what was in store on the Eastern Front for a number of years. Everybody, uh, time for another ASL extra. It's amazing. Uh, two within a two-month period, or maybe even two in one month, depending on how quickly I get these edited together. I have Tom Barkalo here, and we have three kids upstairs running around that are, we're babysitting, and we're doing laundry, and the heater will be going on because it's winter now. So lots of background noise for you. Sounds kind of like a battle going on out there, doesn't it, Tom? Yes, it does. And um, Tom is... Not to mention a three- or four-year-old coming up and wanting to play the game and asking us, have you finished yet? When yes. We're just doing the setup. <laughs> In fact, I haven't even set up yet. Just Tom has set up. And this is Tom's first. You've heard of him before in a uh, PASL report somewhere, but he's relatively new to the game. He'll be taking the Russians... And we're looking at S25. Victory conditions. Germans win at game end if they control greater than or equal to four buildings on board V and greater than or equal to two German armor fighting vehicles are still mobile, neither eliminated nor immobile. So Tom can win by eliminating all but one of the German tanks, even just making it immobile. Counts to a victory. I like that idea because you don't have to actually kill it. You just got to mobilize it. And then... Uh, this is a starter kit one for you starter kit guys. I know you're all out there looking for things like this, so we chose to do this with you. I chose Tom because he just recently moved to full ASL, and I think he'll know the starter kit rules better than I will know the differences between the two rule systems. And he has the printout, the ASL SK index for ASL SK players from online. He'll tell you about that when I leave the room and he sets up. Um, so... Oh, yes, we don't remember where we got it from, but it's out there. We may have even linked it once. We also have the special rules here. And special rule one to represent the, its radio list condition, the BT-BT-7 M37 Russian tank must make a die roll less than or equal to eight each movement phase it wishes to move outside of its hex. So Tom will address what he thinks of that and how he's planning on gaming that. As I leave the room, so you want to get out boards U and V, break out scenario S25 early battles, or look it up on the Vassal, and follow along as best you can to our little little replay uh, ASL Extra episode, S25 early battles. Okay. 
is Tom Barkalow. Um, I've been gaming for about 40 years now. Um, a lot of different types of games, primarily miniature games for the past uh, 25 to 30 years. Dave's been after me to play ASL with him for almost as long as I've known him. And about a year and a half ago he finally wore me down and I started playing ASL. I still consider myself a neophyte player in it. And um, I started out with the starter kit and have progressed up to full ASL, though <clears throat> the number of rules there are really quite amazing in my book. Anyway, um, talk about this scenario. You know, when I look at it from the Russian viewpoint, there's obviously um, four avenues of advance for the for the. German forces coming up on the Russians. Um, you know, first one is coming in on the south edge of board um, U. And then you've got basically four paths if you're going to avoid the woods. And then uh, two paths with woods and one path partially wooded. Uh, so what I've done is to dispose of my people to cover the open ground as much as possible in a delaying action and then to uh, try to cover the gaps where the so the vehicles uh, when they come through I can take them under fire at least that's uh, my theory I'll go quickly through my um, my forces uh, starting on board U and working up from the bottom um, and Woods Hex DD5, I have a 4-4-7 with an LMG 2-6. That's there to cover the open ground uh, south of the house and the marshy area. Uh, if he gets into the woods line right away to at least take him under fire, I'm hoping to be able to fall back with that unit and use it later in the game. Um, I deliberately placed it there so I'd have wooded hexes to fall back through. Um, then I have in UR3 a building, another 4-4-7 with an LMG, 2-6, and it's there to cover as much of the open area of the board as possible. The main thing limiting it is that it has a range of only six, and his LMGs uh, have a range of eight, so he could take me under fire before I can take him under fire. This is basically to keep him honest. I put it there so that I could fall back and have cover while I fell back, and my hope is to preserve this guy and, and not get him isolated. Uh, then proceeding further north, I have in, Z, U, in board U, Z1, a wanted hex, a 4-4-7 with an ATR. That's there to cover uh, the open gaps and um, basically give him something to think about, especially for his PZ-2 uh, vehicles. Then in, uh, when we move on to board V, I have in VF-10, which is a uh, wooded hex, I have a 4-4-7 plus the 50mm mortar that the Soviets have. And that's there to give me um, some area fire capability. It really is not a good uh, area 
place to set up with good lines of fire anywhere on this board. I wanted to put it somewhere where I might have some cover when I fall back. And I do intend to fall back with this guy and fall back towards the, uh, the wooded area E8 through B6 and B, B8. Um, and then over in uh, hex H10, another wooded area, I put the uh, infantry gun, the 76 short, with a 2-2-8 crew. I'm facing with the covered arc covering W1 and X1 on board U. And um, that's to keep them channeled, basically. Uh, this not only has a good HE capability, it also has an anti-take capability. Not quite as good as his short 75. So I'll probably be using it in both rows. This one I don't expect to get out of there because of the manhandling problems. So it's really a sacrificial piece. Once again, I put it there to have some cover. And there really isn't, you know, I looked and there may be better places on the board to put it. But, you know, you got me as to, to where those might be. Up in uh, N10, I have a uh, 426 conscript unit. That's basically a trip wire uh, at the end of the building there to help contest it. Over in K10, I have the other conscript 426. And that one's in a wooded area. It's to kind of keep him from putting somebody in that wooded area without fighting for it. Uh, I don't really expect these 426s to to last very long. Then going up to the next row in uh, VL9, uh, which is the uh, other half of the one building with the 426, I have a 4-4-7 and the 7-0 leader. You know, I intend to put up a fight for this building. We'll see how I do with it. And then in VN9, which is a small building, I have another 4-4-7. Now it can, of course, uh, do some firing and maybe do a fire group with the 4-2-6 to fire at somebody. And we'll just see how that develops. It's there to contest the building. J8, I put the BT-7, and it's facing uh, with covered arc I-9 and J8 on board V. And it's up on the hilltop, and um, my real intent is to move backwards with it and move it around the top of the hill, depending on where his vehicles come in. This guy's got very thin armor, and I have to be very careful exposing him. The long 45's a nice gun, and I could probably take on um, his PZ-2's and PZ-3's with no problem. The PZ-4 is a bit of a problem. Now moving on on board V and L7, which is uh, the other double hex building, I have the 2-2-7 half squad, and it has an ATR, and that's there primarily to cover that little valley between the two hills in case he tries to give a tank up over the hill and come in on the building from that way. Um, it also would help cover the area down the road on the opposite side. Uh, then in V, on board V, P7, which is um, 
a small building. I've got a 4-4-7 and the medium machine gun. That's to cover that avenue of approach, and it's actually the one I expect him to use because there's lots of cover for him to dive into, but we will see. Um, let's see, on, again on board V and hex M7, I have a 4-4-7 and the 8-0 liter. That's uh, in the second half of the two building hex L7 and M7, and that's to fight for that building. And then lastly, in hex uh, V07, I have the KV2, and it's facing covered arc uh, 08 and P7, and it's there in case he brings his tanks up that side. I also can rotate the turret and uh, shoot at anything coming up the road. Um, you know, this guy's a monster. The gun's a monster gun, but it's not the most accurate run in the world. Then I hope to give him some fits with this guy. You know, unlike the BT-7, this thing could take a lot of hits and still be running. Oh, least I forget, um, Dave did want me to mention this starter kit index for uh, ASL. I really can't tell you the website. Uh, basically, I did a Google of a, uh, you know, of ASL and indexing the rules for starter kit, and um, this one popped out. It's a great little um, set of. Um, it's a great little index because it goes through all of the different rules that are in the index for the big rule set, the advanced squad leader, and. Um, it eliminates the ones that don't appear in uh, the starter kit, and then it tells you which specific paragraph rule in the starter kit you find that topic in. You know, the thing I have found with starter kit rules is they're very dense, they have a lot of information, it's hard to find stuff, and that's why I got this uh, um, index. It's done by a guy, J.R. Van Mechelen. M-E-C-H-E-L-E-N, copyrighted 2008, so maybe that will help you find it. Uh, aside from that, the only other thing to consider that Dave didn't talk about is that my uh, KV-2 has an extraordinarily heavy turret. It has to be on level ground to rotate, and any time I rotate it, I have to treat it as though I'm rotating the entire tank, that it's a non-turreted vehicle. So I take those penalties uh, on firing if I rotate and fire. Other than that, uh, this thing's pretty much the uh, straight up. But one thing I haven't decided is whether I'm going to button up my vehicles as the Russians fought historically, or be sensible and have them unbuttoned up, which is the better way to fight in this game. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Tom has left the room, and I have set up... Uh, quickly, I haven't pre-looked at this before we play today, but I have a German Panzer IV D right off board because I'm entering on turn one on the south edge in hex Y. What well, would be Y11 if you just imagine going south from Y10, and then behind that, I'm putting a Panzer II F. 
Their job is to move somewhere into the area of W7, W6, but nope, not W6, maybe W7, W8, and take out, I'm hoping I can't get shot from his infantry gun, which can kill tanks pretty easily, especially with my weak armor factors. Now, um, the three armor factors, just not strong, and twos, ones, twos, and threes, some encased in a box, which makes it better superior armor. And that's on the sides of some of these vehicles, the, the Panzer twos, it looks like, with the 75s. So there will be three in the side armor also. I can't be getting hit by him at all. I, I don't think his mortar is going to be able to take me out with a tank. So I want to knock that mortar out. So I'm going to move somewhere into W9, W8, maybe be even safer. X7. I, I don't know. As I move, I'll try and find a safe place to sit with one tank and knock out the mortar and with another tank and maybe go for that light machine gun on the left flank. Although... I don't really need to worry about that guy. He's out of position. He's there to prevent me from running through that open ground quickly and getting around his flank. And I'll let him do that. I'm not going to go over there. Then I'm putting an AA-11 off-board behind AA-10. Two 467s. BB-11, two 467s. Their job is to move through the woods, AA-9 area, and through the scrub, BB-7 area, and I think cross the open ground. They're drawing fire from his ATR squad in Z1 and maybe from the infantry gun. And that should allow the big stack here in CC-11 that's off-board, uh, four, six, seven, three, four, six, sevens, and two light machine guns. Um, actually, <clears throat> yeah, I want to get to a position. They'll, yeah, they'll cross CC7, CC6 area and just try and get into the woods and deal with the 447 in DD5. Yikes, he's going to lay down some fire too, isn't he? I'm going to, so probably first I'll need to move the assault group forward, which is going to be uh, in DD11. It's a 467, a 468 medium machine gun, a 468 and a light machine gun. So that's two 468s and a 467 with a medium and a light. That's going to be my basic fire group. So actually I'm going to want to put them into a position to fire at the infantry gun also, I think, or the ATR squad from, if I can get there someday soon, BB-4. That would be a nice position to attack the infantry gun and knock it out. Then the tanks on the left flank will be free to run. Well, there won't be. He has his tank on that hill in J-8. Good setup. Uh, they might pick me off unless I move behind those woods over there and zip quickly so he won't get a good shot at me, being in motion and all. So I think this group of dudes in DD-11, their job is to do that. Eventually end up in BB-4. But first, someone's got to go ahead and draw the fire from DD-5. So actually, I'm going to push my uh, big fire group with the 8-neg-1 leader from DD-11 back to DD-12, like off-board there. And in DD-11, I think I'll put the two four six eights with the DCs in DD-11 and an 8-0 leader. Now I'll move the 8-0 leader over into 
Yeah, with the 80 liter for movement bonus. Try and go up and really threaten that light machine gun. Make him shoot everything he's got at the DC guys. <clears throat> I'll assume you won't kill them, but he'll break them, and they'll be able to route and then go eventually get back into the battle here. Tom's done a nice job of sitting in P5, back there by the grain with the medium, cutting off that movement on me. And his tanks covering both sides of those woods, knowing I'm not going to come through those woods with my vehicles. I don't know if you even can in starter kit. I, I really don't know. Sorry, guys. But um, I'll play skipping some things if I don't think they're in starter kit. I played through all starter kit 1 and 2, but we even were using some advanced rules just because we knew them. So, um but here we want to try and play it like you would be playing it as straight-up starter kit players. So Tom's got spent a lot of time with starter kit, just those rules. And, again, he has the list of things, and we'll see how we do. So then I'm putting a tank, a Panzer II, in FF-11. The other 75-millimeter tank, Panzer IV-D, FF-12. And let's put... Panzer 35, FF 13, and I have another tank here. Where to go with it? I don't really know. You know, may, uh, maybe, oh, golly, let's see. Yeah. The other Panzer 35 in EE 11, so he's a little closer. Maybe some of those tanks can kick around through that brush and get to CC7 or BB6 and start, well, let's see, then they can get hit by that infantry gun again. I don't know, I'm trying to figure out where they can go to get rid of the ATR. And, of course, i got enough tanks to outnumber my opponent and get around his sides and rear, but those KVs are just too strong, I believe. Now, normally, again, when I start a game, I'm looking at all the armor factors and the gun values. Tom read off the gun values to me briefly before he left the room. From what I'm understanding from that brief look, I cannot defeat those KVs very easily at all. And to win the game, I guess I don't need to. I just have to get the buildings and have two vehicles good order. So, I mean, uh, mobile, not eliminated and in play at the end so maybe all my tanks can just hide around here skirting things and shooting at infantry but yeah, it sounds boring we'll see what i do so my opening strategy i think i've talked about uh, overall strategies to go down the woods all the way to the buildings straight up as tom is probably expecting me to do and he has set up his defenses so i practically have to because i can't get through the open ground out there with his machine guns and infantry shots and all. So so here we go. I'll call him back down. We'll, well, we'll play through uh, a turn, two turns probably. We'll see when we stop and, and give you a report again. All right, end of turn two. And the my plan, well, I have my um, Panzer 4D, was it? Yeah, in W7. Covered Arc V5. His job was to bust the mortar back there of the Russian, and he did it. So the Russian routed out to T0. Uh, I'm talking on my board, my side of the board here. 
um, not board V. And then I have, I removed a tank Panzer 2F up to W2, and I am two hexes away. Tom shot at it from the hilltop tank and missed it as it went across. And its covered arc is, of course, the infantry gun. He's acquired it at Neg 2. Uh, the Panzer IV back in W7 and acquired Neg 2 on V0 still. So they did their jobs. Now I think I, I didn't realize that the tank on the hilltop is not an 8 armor factor vehicle. Somehow I thought he had two of those. So always look at your scenario. So I'm not afraid of that from my Panzer IV D. I'll, I think I might just go ahead and pull up there and gun duel him or something and try and knock him off that hill. Or I can swarm him later. That's also a good idea. Stay out of his sight and then swarm him with like three tanks or four tanks. Moving across the board, I have an AA-5. I have a 467 squad. He got pinned trying to get into BB-4. He um, And a tank, in, and he was coming like from AA-7-ish area. I have a Panzer IV D, AA-5 also. He pulled up. He's acquired at Neg-2 from Tom, Tom's infantry gun. Of course, I was trying to put lots of pressure on his infantry gun, hitting it from three areas at once. The next area that could hit it is BB-4. I have a, I have three, four, six, sevens, and a light machine gun. Not a good combination mathematically, but they came from like BB-7, maybe CC-8 area, as they move in the second turn up to BB-4 and are advanced into there. Then. I have in DD8 an 8 neg 1. His goal was to be sitting with my killer stack, a 467, a 468, a medium, and a 468, and a light. But those are all in DD6, not in there with him in DD8. I made a really terrible mistake in uh, skulking out of DD7 to EE7, thinking I could advance into DD8. I don't know what I was thinking. But I couldn't, so I advanced into DD6 and figured next turn I can move him up to the BB4 area also to try and get some shots on that infantry gun. But I'm hoping the other three guys shooting at him and I'll pull up a Panzer, another Panzer IV at him will knock him out eventually here quickly. Then I have a stack in DD5, which is uh, half squad, 237. He's seat double-timed. He got broken, half-squatted somewhere from the infantry gun and then came up through the brush last turn. 467 is with him and a light machine gun, not CX, not double-timed. Then I have a tank, the Panzer 35 in EE-7, and a Panzer 2F in EE-6. They're just waiting to move around the right-hand side. Remember, those can be knocked out by a medium. Oh, Tom forgot his light machine gun could knock out this really weakly armored rear-armored tank over in W2. So I'm going to remind him of that next turn, but it's my turn first. And the, so I, I'll prep him up first before he can final fire on him, but I'll remind him of that later. The DD4 area has a 467 and an 80 liter. And... Two four six eights and two DCs are sitting in DD three, ready to move up and throw some demolition charges or place them against the Russian defenses. And I have in BB two the other tank PZ thirty five. 
love the machine guns on these tanks. They're like traveling machine gun boxes, you know, eight firepower. And I think the four tanks on the from hex row BB7 and BB over and over to the, my left facing the German board looking at it will eventually try to swarm the guy on the hill and then they can lay fire back into those houses. That's looking like a great plan for me once I get rid of the infantry gun and the rest will just go straight up the woods and once I, I just gotta avoid it I think his big tank with the eight armor factor all the way around the KV over in Q7 for a while yet maybe the I don't know what. Eventually, I could swarm him with all my tanks and probably knock him out, but still. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that seems to be what I'm doing in this next turns coming up. This is the end of turn two. I'll turn it over to Tom. So it's Tom Barkalo. This is the start of turn three, I believe. Um, things have gone a lot different than I thought. He's did the smart thing and didn't go up any of the open avenues. He advanced through the woods. I really didn't have it covered very well to stop that. Uh, so far I haven't completely lost any units. Let me go over the units that have moved. So I, I had a unit that started out on board U in the building at R3, a 447 with a light machine gun. That unit has since moved to um, XU-13. That's because he basically doesn't have any infantry over on that side. And I'm trying to position it where I can shoot at some infantry as I can sight it through the gaps um, Y-2, Y-3, and Y-4. This is why I've got it there. Also, it's keeping him honest and keeping his, unit, his uh, tanks buttoned up. Uh, next, they had a uh, machine gun unit that started, I mean a light machine gun in 447 that started down on hex map U, DD5. Uh, he brought in three tanks against that to start with and shot it up. Uh, miracle of miracles, the guy lived. He's now down to a half squad, and he, no, he's still around. He's still a full squad strength. He's up at uh, DD1 on map U, and basically he's there to fend off infantry. These guys were tripwire to kind of channel its attack to begin with. I really didn't expect either of them to survive. Uh, another unit that moved was the 447 with the ATR that started out on board U and Z1. Um, it caught a lot of attention from his tanks and from uh, infantry. Um, he managed to reduce it to a half squad. It has now moved back to J10 on map V. And it's taking pot shots at his tank that's uh, on board U and W2. Um, and then finally, the, the uh, 447 that was with the uh, 50 millimeter mortar unit in VF10, that little clump of woods, got shot up and broken. 
half squatted. Uh, the broken unit is currently in the woods at D10. I'm hoping to try and recover that. Um, frankly, that was there to be anti-infantry. I didn't think about it, but I really could have fired smoke with that guy and blocked his visibility coming through the gap there uh, before his tanks came there. So that was an error I've made. The infantry gun is still there, still capable. It's in VM10, no, H10, excuse me. And, um, you know, I've fired at some infantry, <clears throat> been very unlucky scoring hits so far. Um, lately I've been taking pot shots at one of his tanks trying to hit it, and I got a tank right on top of me trying to gun me down. Unfortunately, I don't have anything I can put against that tank. Now, my two tanks have really have done nothing so far. Uh, the BT-7 did get one shot off at uh, a PZ-2 uh, and missed. And um, I thought about moving it around where I could get some more pot shots, but given the thin armor of that BT-7 and the fact I have to roll any time I move it out of its originating hex, um, I've just let it be. And my uh, monster KV-2 is still seeing where it is, and he's been kind of reluctant to commit any armor in that area. So, so far, you know, he's pushed back the lead trip wires I had, but, you know, he's really not made any progress in doing what he needs to do. I suspect what he's going to try and do is eliminate the few units I have on my right flank, and then move from uh, east to west to start grabbing buildings. Uh, but he has to get his infantry into the action to do that, and so far he hasn't. Uh, the main thing he wants to do is get rid of this infantry gun. And Of course, I wish I had sighted it someplace different, but regardless of where I sighted it, it'd be drawing attention. All the other units are where they originally started and haven't really gotten into the fight yet. And you know, My basic plan is force him to come to me. I take the pot shots as I can. One of these days I'll get lucky and nail a tank. And I think that's all I can do. I don't see any sense in my getting aggressive with my vehicles. That's all I have. Alright, all it's the end of um, turn three. Turn three. Tom, why don't you talk about where your positions are again while I close the door? Okay. Um, I'm going to start out with a 447 with a LMG on board U at uh, T2. He uh, was playing around with a PZ4 with the short 75 and decided to back away from that situation. Uh, basically, I've got him there to harass the rear of uh, a tank or two if I can. And, and uh, he's keeping infantry from coming down that way. Yeah, and he, he's trying to kill the one armor factor vehicles. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, Tom lost his half squad in D10. The one that was um, broken and had been uh, had the 50 millimeter mortar. And then Dave finally, after lots and lots of firepower expended, wiped Tons. out the crew on the infantry gun in H10. Uh, he's gone. 
so it's just a gun there. Um, I still have a 237 with an ATR in map VJ10. Nice position trying to pick off some of my armored vehicles over there on the left flank, but did well, not he, succeed yet. He managed to immobilize the immobilize. PC2, right? Yep, and W2. And then my other 447 with an LMG is still alive. Dave tried, did his best to throw demolition charges on him and everything else, and I got lucky. And yeah, um, both my DC boys broke going in against DD1, and right. now he's in DD0 on board. No, he's in, he's in N10. N10. Yeah, on board on B. Board. B. Um, let's see, he broke a uh, conscript squad. Uh, that was originally in N10, and then... Came to CC1. Right. To draw off my fire. And it is currently back in L9 in the building, stacked with the leader to Broken. to rally. Broken, Broken and DM'd. Um, and beneath him is a... 447. Oh, still originally placed. Right. My conscript unit 426 is still originally placed And in everything K10. behind that is awesome. Right. Now my uh, BT-7 currently has a malfunction on its main armament. And my uh, Monster KV-2 currently has a uh, malfunction on its main armament. I had rotated its turret to try to take a pot shot at some of his stuff coming up on my right flank and unfortunately suffered a mal gun malfunction when I fired to try to acquire. Everything else is pretty much the same, and uh, my strategy is basically hunker down where I am and hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I think Tom's defensive setup, I think it was really good, as I did say secretly to you as but when Tom left the room. We're just doing this together at this point. Actually, Tom and I talk a lot about strategy. If I did have some kind of wild flanking maneuvers, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say it, obviously. But um, since my assault is currently similar, I have the Panzer 4D and V3 now. He felt he had to come up and drive off this light machine gun guy so he wouldn't pick off the PZ-35 immobilized in W-2. That's the PZ-2 immobilized. Oh, here's your sorry PZ two. Here's your PZ thirty five right here. PZ thirty five is in hex W one. Yeah, right next to the infantry gun, and that's finally what broke them from yes, the side. It is. Yep, all so, those all those machine guns that those tanks carry. And um, actually, those had missed too. I think it was the main armament got the thirty seven. Right, they critted the guy. And then over here, I have another uh, pans a PZ thirty five. In AA-3, he was taking some shots at the infantry gun. A squad in AA-4, which was supposed to combine with a fire group that used to be in BB-4. Uh, and then the Panzer D, 4D, and AA-5 still firing. So I had three Neg-2 acquireds on that infantry gun. Um, Finally took him out. Crazy. I think he lasted a whole turn and a half. Prepping defensive and I firing. finally scored a hit in turn three on a big stack. And, and, and that stack, he got a hit on his currently. He got rate, and then it's in CC5. It's got a broken 467 and a broken 237 because he half squatted it and ELR'd it. And that guy's got the light. And then I have an, a broken four, 248. He half squatted that, and he's got the medium. And a broken eight neg one. 
all in CC5, soon to be back to harass more units. And the 467 in CC4. In DD4, I have a broken 468, the DM, that just came back from the last turn, and an 80. And then I have a broken 247 with a, and a broken 468 with a DC. And another and a those two are broken in DD three and DD four, but not DM, because they were from the original assault on the DD one position. And then I have a good order four six eight with a DC that happened to rally up quick, who was also pushed back from the original assault on that position. So gotta get some rally going and start moving forward. Tom knows I'm coming through the woods. I actually I think he thinks I'm gonna go, run down the FF hex row toward that medium machine gun all through the open ground. So he's prepared for that. Well, just in case. <laughs> um, but now he's able to get fire into EE3 from P7. But he didn't break my little 237. I now have an EE3. I forget when he was half-squatted. I don't even remember. D D2, a 467 with a light. And CC2, a 467 with a light. CX. And those were the ones that busted back CC1 and DD1 finally. Finally. Um, so the Germans are moving. It's probably okay, right, Tom, at this point? Yeah. It's going to come down to can they make their morale checks when they assault right. against you. That's right. And if they fail the first time, they'll be able to rally and try it a second time. And then also a question of what am I going to be doing with my vehicles, assuming your guns stay broken. Right. That's the big one. I have an opportunity, while when Tom leaves tonight, I, I'm going to <laughs> look closely at the to kill numbers, yep. find the tanks most likely to take out that KV, right. and then see if I can move them in turn four, right? Yeah. Um, close it's up and get some rear shots or do something it's crazy. Your, it's your Shark 75s. That's going to be the best shot. That'll be your best shot, Savit. So I might do something crazy. Tom's probably expecting it. Yep. Um, you know, he can't stop it at this point, but he could rally up those main armaments first thing in the next turn. You never know. I mean, having both my gun, both of my vehicles with the main armaments Malfunction. out hurts. <laughs> yeah. Hurts big time. It, I basically have the only eight anti-tank capability I have right now are the two ATRs. Yes, and the, and the lights from sides or rears on some of these vehicles would be okay, too. But yeah, It still amazes but, me I've got my light machine guns around. Yeah. Also, I did malfunction W2 vehicle, Panzer II, uh, also. But he's immobile, so. So there you go, listeners. Anything else, Tom, we should say before we stop for the week and come back next week and finish the game? Nope, that's about all I can think of. All right. Tom and I are back after a six-week break. Right. And we're finishing this game. And it's the end of uh, turn four. We just finished turn four. And I have a immobilized M main armament disabled Panzer II and W2 facing the infantry gun, which is still there. That, the mortar, are still there. Tom has a broken... Well, Tom's unit that was in T2 moved to T0. Or no, to T1. 
he was broken in the open ground and he routed the T0. Where was he trying to go, Tom? Well, he was uh, going to try and get into, uh, what the heck is that? F10 and recover that 50 millimeter mortar. So I'd have a uh, HE weapon to use against infantry. But uh, Dave had a 447, no, a 467 he had moved up. To Z1. And uh, did the long range shot. Well, no, it's actually, it was right at the edge of his 6X range. And uh, so that just. He broke. He broke. I have a Panzer 35 in Y1, which is kill, which is uh, destroyed by the ATR that was in J10. Right, and it's moved into K10. With its half squad, and K10 also still has a 426 for the Russian. Right. I have a broken 467 in AA2 DM. He got pushed back from AA1, obviously, by Tom's fire. Um, Tom's stack in L9 is still the same, right, Tom? That's except, right. Except their DM now. Well, no. no, it's only the top guy DM. Right. Still got the good order 447, the good order 70. Right. And then the broken DM. I had moved up to CC1 with a two half squads, a 237, a 247. CX, their job was to come up here and lay fire on L9 to keep them DM'd strategically. Actually, Dave wanted to make sure he got in two half squads in this game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's the two half squads right. coming up. And finally, I'm holding in DD1 on my second attempt with a 468 with a DC, another one with a DC, and a 467 with a light. Broke Tom in N10, raided him, broke him again, and then I think the tank. Which is a Panzer II, is that right, Tom? Yeah, PZ II. Got in, him with the machine guns. In EE1, adjacent, pulled that up, and a 468 had advanced out to EE2. In the shelter of, in the lee of the tank. Yep, getting a plus I one. I did shoot up one um, oh, squad with a light machine gun that had advanced to shelter with the tank. In EE1. And right, I used my medium machine gun on that. And he got how many rates on that one? I think we got five rates. Six. Six, yeah. Six rates. And that broken 467 and light machine gun. Well, no, I got all the rates trying to knock that stupid PZ-2 out. Oh, tank out. And I couldn't, I just Earlier. couldn't get the snake eyes. But I did get rate on that infantry and broke it. Him. And he routed the DD-2, the 467 right. with the light and the DM. And then I have pulled the... Panzers at a 4D, is that what I got tonight? Yep. Yep. Short 75. To FF3, covered arc EE2, and his job was to lay fire all the way down into the woods. Right. And back here in CC5, I've, I still have a couple broken squads with the medium, and then I rallied a half squad with the light and the 8-1 leader and an 8-0 leader. So my... Next move, to, well, I'll probably rally the whole stack, and they'll just go flying up to the front line because there's nothing to stop them, right, Tom? My strategy with the tanks here is to get those machine guns, as Tom's noticed, right? Right. Good good machine gun, move, movable machine gun bases. Eight firepower, double adjacent. Right. And... Oh, I was noticing the, um, the actual machine guns on your PZ-4 is a 3-5. So that's an 8. And that I have one up on I 
eight on the hill, or is that L? It's yeah, I. Yeah, moved it up there and nailed my uh, BT-7 with the broken gun. And then I pulled an, another tank up to... PZ-35. J-7. Tom killed it with... An ATR. So far, all three of his tanks that I've nailed have been with ATRs. The immobilized and the two dead ones. Right. And, and I, and I kind of knew that when I came up close, but I thought I had enough infantry. On that hill, I don't know. I was thinking two hexes away, he'd, he'd have to roll like a three or f less to kill, and kind of forgot that that ATR kill number adjacent goes up by two. Yeah, so I was able, I, I rolled below a five on him. Yeah. And Tom's setups in L7, M7 are the same, correct, Tom? Right. And what's changed in O7 with the... The KV-2, the, I tried to fix its gun, and it broke, so it's disabled. So I have a mobile pillbox there. Yep. So a, a good anti-infantry weapon. If this was uh, Panzer Blitz, I'd be looking for a stack to overrun, but it's not. And everything else is pretty much the same. Yep. And so um, I tried flanking on the left with the two tanks. Obviously wanted to get the side shots on the Tom's tank. And I figured from J7 I'd get some fire laid into an acquisition into the, that big building in the back in L7, which eventually I'm going to have to take. And Tom didn't. Uh, now he only took out my tank. I guess I needed infantry support with it or yep. stay further away, right? Right. So a player might want to move to H5 and lay fire into there down that valley and not be so close. Right. And so we are going to play turn five. And I have no secret strategies. That's I'm right. going to move right up the middle. And tanks might still try and flank. Yeah. But stay far away from ATRs. Big thing is he still has to take those four buildings. And I can't lose all my tanks. I have to have two mobile right. vehicles. And I only have three left now? You only have three, but all that's opposing Yikes. them are those two ATRs. Unless my medium machine gun actually is able to cripple one. Yeah, so I'm going to not make that mistake again. I'm not going to let... Yeah, i got to keep all try and keep all three tanks going. Because it's too easy to suddenly have Tom find an opening or take a long side shot at something and kill it with an ATR. Yep. Lucky shot. And off we go. All right. Um, it is the end of the German turn six in this starter kit game. Tom is currently searching for overrun rules with tanks. While I'll give you the rundown of the positions on the board... In the photograph, well, I'll start over here on my left flank. Tom has the broken 237 with the LMG in T2. I moved a tank up a Panzer II, no, four, a Panzer IV, to D9 to drive him out of D10 to keep him away from building F7 and away from the mortar in F10, although I'm not afraid of that mortar much anymore because it can't hit much of me as I push to the right. So that drove him out, but that tank got hit by a shot from K-10. Yeah, uh -huh. long-range shot hit him in the side. In the side and nailed him. With a three-roll or something. Right. And so I lost another tank to an ATR, and that started to freak me out. 
and then you have your mortar and gun in the same places. You have a German 467 up on G8. A great double time move. You CX'd in the photo. And he moved, I think, from like AA2 and advanced up there. He's going, obviously, for F7. He should be able to hold it. Who knows what Tom can do with this broken half squad back here in T2. Well, I'd have to recover it. And move quick. One, two, three, four. You could, yep, you could rally him and double time, and you could get into close combat. Maybe. Then, um, I have the two tanks still on the hill that are dead, and I have a 467 broken, non-DM, and J7. He got to K8, was broken by Tom's fire from L7, no, from a shot from P7, right. which is the men on the machine gun right. fired over there because his machine gun already fired somewhere else. I forget where. I was. I think I fired at your tank. Yeah, tried to kill the tank. Right. He feels he can knock my tanks out now with these <laughs> low shots. Then Tom had a squad and a half Tom in K9. Yeah. With this ATR, they're now dead. Right. So in the photo, there's an ATR there. There's no one with it because they were eliminated for failure to route because I had a squad in K8, obviously, during the route phase. And that was a 468 that is now in L7. That's a German CX. He was in K8. Tom's guy's eliminated for failure to route, and he advanced into melee with the 70 liter that was left in L7. And he won. L8, I have a 237. K10, I have a 467. And the 248 half squad with the medium machine gun. He had prepped from J10 down to L7. Maybe he DM'd someone or maybe he just wasted a shot. And then he advanced into K10. A 467 with a light in L9. And then back here in AA2, I have a broken 237 half squad with a light, and a broken 8 and 8 1 leader, and a good order 8 0 leader. So we got to rally them up here in my last turn 7. But the Russian does move last, so I'm hoping to leave him with no one to move. Right. And then 10, he's got a. There's a. The, the Russian machine gun is left from earlier. And in N9, luckily, I have a 468, a 467, and a light machine gun. They won the melee against a Russian squad, and in two or three melee attempts, right, Tom? Yeah, three melees. Yeah, yeah. mine, then yours, then mine again. Right. And, or actually yours, yeah, well, anyway. Right. About three. And Tom brought up his KV tank. To N8, he's using it as a mobile machine gun nest. He's got double fire on N9. That's very imposing. But can a tank control a building? I Yeah, I've been thinking that very thing. We're going to look that up, too. I know in the right. full rules, well, I think he can. I know a leader cannot. I always have to double-check that. So i got to watch out for that. I pulled up, well, my... Panzer II is sitting in EE-1 with a disabled main armament and his turret turned facing P-9 hex, firing his little five power five firepower machine gun over to P-7, but that didn't break him. In P-8, I have a Panzer IV-D adjacent, and that eight firepower shot broke 
the machine medium machine gun guy who routed and has broken a 447 and P6. And P7 is still the machine gun. Remember, you can't route with that five portage point machine gun. And I think in the only thing we didn't talk about in M7, I have it acquired from P8 with the 75 gun. And I have, I mean, Tom has a broken 237, a good order 447, a 237 with a broken ATR, right, and an 80 liter or malfunctioned ATR. And so that's the hex that's going to be very important this last turn. I didn't plan on really breaking Tom's guy in P7, so I didn't send anyone running over there. I probably could have, right, Tom, with no defensive shots at me? Probably. Well, yeah. depends if I how I would have drawn the fire off elsewhere. Right. But no one's there to take advantage of the P7 being broken. The tank is. So we're going to figure out if tanks can control buildings. They probably can. And i got to eliminate Tom's tank would be nice here. The other thing we're trying to figure out is if a tank can move into a hex with infantry. Oh, yeah, Tom's thinking of overrunning like somewhere. Half squad, right. Probably the half squad in the road. In the full rules, I know all about that. You go to the overrun chart, run right through it. It's a great little chart. But as it is, it looks like my game's pretty straightforward. The only question is, do I use my Panzer IV D with the armor piercing to try and move behind his KV and knock it out with a rear shot? Or do I close combat it if I survive the adjacent N9? Or, I don't know. Those are questions to see what I'll do. He's right here listening, so I won't reveal my secret plan. You have one? No, I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have many possibilities. Because we could combat each other's vehicles and, you know, with infantry. We just haven't done it yet. Uh, you know, apparently you can close combat vehicles, which I never yeah, realized. Yeah, CCV, close yeah. combat value. So I've been oh, thinking, I'm sorry. why shouldn't I move my big KV-2 against your PZ-4 and close combat it? No, the KV against this? Yeah. No, it has to be infantry against the tank. That's the close combat value. So like a squad well, has like a 5 value and you have a roll this, 5 or less? There is this interesting statement that says... When a CC location is a vehicle from both sides, the attacker goes first, followed by the defender. I'm trying to figure out what? Yeah, I don't know what either. <laughs> yeah, so, I guess you could have, you know, I don't understand that. I don't either, to be honest. I don't, I've never meleeed a vehicle with a vehicle. Yeah, I can't, I mean, there's ramming rules in some games, but... I'm not sure exactly what they're thinking about in here. Yeah, and I'd have to maybe look at it. but Or a listener can post a comment on that one. So, Tom, any other comments right now? Nope. I'm still looking at the rules, trying to figure up vehicles and how they close Overrun, combat. Or, right. And I'll look up how they possess a building at the end to tell who owns the buildings. And we'll go into our last turn seven, and then we'll tell you what happened. Yeah, and I found control and good order infantry multi-man counter. So it can't be a single-man counter, folks. Controls a building it occupies without the presence of an enemy unit. And then he can leave it and still control it. 
Whereas a vehicle, and this is the difference in starter kit, and it's also, I think, an advanced, or the full, um, or some form of it, and there's rules for bridges, and it gets a little trickier in advanced, but don't let that scare you off from moving to advanced, the full rules. Okay, in, armor the, fighting, in the advanced phase, only infantry can move, it says that. Correct. So it can move into a hex with a vehicle. Yes. Right. I don't know how you vehicle wind up would with a vehicle and a hex with a vehicle since it's prohibited in the movement phase. Oh, so that statement you read doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me. And I have found also an armor fighting vehicle controls the hex it presently occupies if it's devoid of good order enemy units. Control reverts to the former condition when it leaves a location. So if my Panzer IV D enters P7, it controls it. And if it leaves P7, Tom controls it again. So a vehicle can't, I don't know why they do that, probably because a vehicle could just kind of run through a bunch right. of control hexes, right. leaving them all, and it doesn't make sense to say he still controls it. I don't know. But it is different, and that's the difference. Right. So Tom's tank could try and control a building also. Right. I have to be very aware of that. And Tom and I have figured out a little bit more here. Again, I don't read starter kit rules. I've never even read the whole booklet. Um, but Tom is looking at page 13, right. left column, and we learned from that that a vehicle... You, yeah, it says a vehicle may enter a hex occupied by an enemy unit. However, it cannot voluntarily stop or end its movement phase in motion in an enemy AFV's hex. And it goes on to basically say if you could, if you, if you could kill that, with your main armament, with a good chance, with a good chance, can, then you can you can do this. Yeah. So no little okay. mini tanks can go. But basically, this says you can enter a hex that has infantry. In and it. then on the right hand co column of the of the peach section, three point three point two point two. Right. It says you can fire. Yeah. Bounding first fire. It's like I could stop adjacent to a unit and fire the and main fire the main armament or machine, machine guns at it. And then I could start back up and move into that hex, okay? And when you do that, then you're cut in half. Uh, but if you're still... And half again for in motion. Yeah, and half again if yeah, in moving, motion. Moving. However, if you are in the same hex with somebody so and I you fire the machine guns, then you're tripled. Yeah, I told Tom, well, it's normally tripled, and it doesn't say that in that rule section, and I think it might been easy to right. put it there. But it does say But I knew else. to look up for triple point blank fire, which you'll find on page 9, rule 3.2.2.1. And it even says right there, an example kind of, it's in parentheses, an enemy vehicle moves into your hex, or infantry advances into a hex with enemy vehicle that is or becomes in motion. So there's the ways that you end up in the same hex. So Tom, now we think he can come out here move his vehicle into my hex, take his triple firepower half or half twice if he's still actually moving. Right. And then he can continue moving out of my hex. Right. And that's kind of like the overrun rules in that's right. the game. In the full ASL, the overrun dude would get a close combat reaction fire attack at you, Tom. Right. The Which, other, the other, I don't know if that's here. Right. And it also looks like I could move into the hex and then if and shoot, and then if the unit is still there in close combat phase, we close combat each other. 
Yeah, and, and the, that's on page 28, the back of the book. Your patsies, P-A-H-E-C's, right. -E a lot of people call them patsies, right. and your close combat. Yeah, it's also described on page 17. Basically, a squad would always have a close combat vehicle a close combat value of five against a vehicle. Yeah. And um, modified by stuff like motion and all that. Right. And it does and it talks about you know, it, it, it just goes through there. That's how you would do it. Um, which we don't need to do now, right? Just right, right. I mean it, it, but it does look like yes, a a tank can move into a hex with infantry and, and do fire away. nasty stuff to it. And so Tom's probably going to do that, and we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll come back to you after the end turn seven. Well, that was really, really quick, um, sadly for Tom. Um, end of turn, not even the end of turn, yeah, well. Well, well it'd, be, it'd be the end, because basically I moved my KV-2. He started up, he has red movement point numbers, he made his um, right. me mechanical breakdown roll. I moved it to M8, and then I moved it into L8 and fired at the two... two half two, squad. The half squad in there and squished it. Wiped him out. I rolled boxcars, gone. Then I rotated the tank and continued rotating the turret and stopped so that the hull machine gun could fire down the hex row, or the, the spine of between K... 9 and L9, and the turret coax could fire the the spine L9 and M9. Yeah, which I kind of say is just covered arc M10. Right. Um, so he's done a great job of covering all movement across the road, right? Right. Brilliant covering position. And, you know, the big thing was I didn't get anybody back on rallies. And you prepped and I he prepped, prepped M7, obviously, to L7. And didn't get anything. And he didn't get it. So had he busted right. that guy, and now he's cut off some of my movement across the road, it's still looking really tricky. Right. But Dave, in his uh, defensive fire phase, fired his machine guns, right? From the tank. From uh, the PC-4 into M7, and rolled low. A three. And um, two checks, two checks, and I failed every check. So the leader, I, the squad, the and the half, half squad, squad, and they all so, broke. Uh, so I have no units on the board except the tank that are unbroken. At oh, this that's point. right. Yes. And so I'm adjacent to a unbroken enemy unit in route phase. I have to route. So I have to move out of the hex. Um, seven. And um, I'll have to low crawl to avoid interdiction from Correct, all the directions. Tank. Right. Actually. Yeah, but low crawl. Yeah, everywhere he moves it. is. Uh, yeah, I have to low crawl, but basically I vacate the hex, so Dave, in his turn, can just walk into it, and there's not a thing I can do about it. And the rest of my infantry can run over. Yeah, the rest P's of his infantry can move eight. into F7 and P. Seven. seven and I and got him. He them gets all. all five buildings. So if his tank can take back one, so he hangs it up, which is about right. Right. I mean, at this point, I could probably move my tank into one building, but that's but not, not going to do one. it. So I mean, that that machine gunning from his PZ4 into M7 saved the day for him. And Tom, would you think this game is um, balanced? Well, if you look at the roar score, it claims it's. Uh, Slanted towards the Russians slightly. We're home and we're going to bed. My wife is home and she's going to bed. Oh, sorry. That's okay, dear. Say goodnight, Laura. Good night.
All right, love you, honey. So, um... So, yeah. It's, uh, but I think, well, I, I was panicking several times. Of course, the weird thing about our game, Tom loses both his tanks. Tank main arm early. And, but uh, then his ATR seemed to make it up. Yeah, because I took out three of his tanks, almost four, Yeah. with ATRs. And... If so if I did his if, shooting if I had nailed shoot. a couple of tanks with my tanks, then it would have been very hard for Dave. I think. The German has to keep, and then if he has the ATRs left at the end, even these side machine gun shots, folks, don't ignore that. They keep the German last three tanks at bay. Right. And I was really kind of frightened of, well, I can't move too far in there. He's going to get side shots now. And that slows, suddenly slows down this early like tank-supported right. assault. Right, right. And, however, I could see people playing it, you know, in the Russian. Just amazes me is um, how quickly my infantry defense fell apart. But that's neither here nor there. Dave did what he needed to do. And here's my daughter to say goodnight. Hi, Dad. And uh, the only thing I can think of with this, I don't know, I think I messed up with placing these the 76 infantry gun at the start. Well, why? I'm I'm just thinking that the I I just feel like I had it in too exposed of a position. Yeah, it had no support. What if it, it was up no on support. the hill? Well, too, if it was up the... on the hill then it just makes a juicy target on a hill, but and... it was backed up with the tank. Right. What if it was in K? Well, it, it was what was its kill number? Did it need side shots? No. It was a threat. It was a threat, and basically it kept his tanks at bay, but yes. then he just dumped on it enough to kill it. Yeah, I don't think there was enough support. And I didn't right. have enough support over yeah, there. I could concentrate way too much fire on the mortar right. and the infantry gun. Um, but basically, yeah, well, it's yeah. his, you know, he could have, I think he would have taken the infantry of his infantry anyway, but these, um, the German tanks are pretty tough with their machine guns. Especially if they can move adjacent, because if there's no AT, any tank weapon that the infantry have, you just move adjacent and then just blaze away. Right, and the um, when you're adjacent, though, I was risking Tom surviving my fire, being able to pass a patsy and close assault armor something. Actually, infantry check. attacking a tank, it's not too bad. Well, if five or less typically. Five or less, and if you stack two squads together, I guess that'd be a ten. No, it goes oh, from it's oh, only like six. one. It's a six. That's still a decent, yeah, decent sure. odds to knock roll, a, a tank out. Average right. roll is seven. Right. So yeah, I fear the, uh, but they got to pass the morale check to go in and then right. win the battle. So it is risky to move adjacent, but boy, eight machine guns double the sixteenth. Yeah, well, actually, it's a five and a three. It does come out eight. Yeah, but if he had his turret rotated, then the whole machine gun's not as awesome. And uh, so, yeah, I would recommend... Uh, I liked your mortar placement, though, at the beginning. It slowed me down a little. The infantry gun, yeah, I just can't... I think it's got to be... If it was tucked in with all this other firepower... Right. Rate of two? Yeah, I, I thought about... Tucking it way in the back somewhere where it could just end game, kind of just have good fields of fire, but like it M7? doesn't have anything. I, you can't M7? stick. You can't stick it in a building. Oh, it can't go in a building at all. I don't think so. 
maybe not. I'd have to I'd have to look I'd have to again. Check too. I don't remember if there was any yeah. restrictions on where it could be placed. But if or not, not, it's in place. I just I just figured it can be in placed. Oh yeah. Which is as good as so if you stick it in N seven. Oh, it would be deadly right over down the there. road, right. down the other road. Yes, it would have been deadly. And the German attack, you know, maybe there's an option to swing around the left flank and come right. through the hills, but I don't think so. There's too much open ground there. No, I think you pretty much advanced the way you need it to. Through the woods, take those front right. buildings, and then... All right, well, anything else, Tom? Nope, that's it. It's a fair, fair, hard-fought game. And then we'll... If it happened for my guys giving, um, failing their morale checks, I'm giving that low die roll. It's like so many other things with any risk or odds-based game where you roll the dice. The, the die roll can sometimes dictate the game. Which this game, there's so many die rolls, they tend to balance out, out. But every once in a while, you get those critical rolls. At the time. At the time, and that roll can be very important. Right, like killing the tank. Or right. So if you had... If you hit these guys and they lost in morale M7. in M7, then I would have stood a good chance going in close combat in your CX guy. And Hex L7. And keeping that building. And keeping that building. And then, and then to hit another building, and now you got two. Right. And then to assault it, though, you would have to have gone around my machine guns Correct. off of the KV2. Right. Yeah, I think it was real close. I think it's balanced. Yeah, I, I think it, I, I think Dave and I both were kind of surprised that the ATRs took out those tanks. Well, that six kill number and then yeah. side armor and then yeah, that's what you bonuses have to do. for being close. It gives you a good shot at the front. Yep. So. And Russians were using ATRs at the end of the war to knock tanks Still, out. Still were they? Yeah, they were. They tended to mass them, and you you just hit a single and tank and with a mass of bunch of them ATR get, fire get you know get a seam shot or something and well they'd knock out periscopes and they would knock tracks off you know uh, yeah. doesn't take a whole lot yeah so yeah have a, a tiger 2 can still be immobilized correct or limited so another thing is that the Panzer fours have a really good smoke number and if you have to assault across the street there you can use that smoke it's gonna help a lot so, roll low. Rally well, but, but not, not while you're, you're playing, playing us. Bye-bye, everyone.